0: The number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.
1: Good day to you and welcome along to this episode of Athletico Mints with me, Andrew Dawson. Imagine a visit to a well-renowned local travel agent with the intention of booking yourself a hard-earned sunshine break in one of the highly desirable hot spots of the world. You feel a warm, fuzzy excitement as the travel agent gives you some details on holidays in the Canary Islands and the Seychelles. Then she briefly departs to fetch some additional brochures for you to peruse. From under her desk, a short man with an odour of topsoil heaves himself up into her seat. His face is squashed, as if he spent a week trapped inside a washing machine. And his eyes look as though they died a decade ago. I've got a caravan on a bit of wasteland next to Intertech at Sail Sands, if you fancy that. I'll be there as well, but I'll sleep on the floor, and you'll get of the hammock. I'm afraid it's my co-host, Mr Bob Mortimer. Oh, Mr Squash Chops. Uh... And from all the local shops, uh, uh. oh king of seal sands, whack, whack. with your monkey little caravan. Hello, Bob. Oh, thank Welcome you for that. Welcome to this episode. Thank you. Was that all
2: right? Was that nice? Yeah, I really enjoyed it. it takes me back home. You mentioned the, say, shells as well. Yeah. I went there once, right. and it was um, covered in these huge, like, Centipedes, millipede, big, six, seven, eight inches, really? all over the place, and they'd come into your accommodation and that, and drop from the ceiling, splat. Way, hey, so that uh, sounds good. Yeah, good times.
1: Was that a feature that you booked additionally? Yeah, it was expensive. The holiday?
2: It was expensive to have. <laughs> it was an optional extra. Yeah, Um I wanted to get a drone. You know, because drones, yeah. fun, isn't it?
1: Oh, drones are always fun.
2: The, the wife ticked the millipede. Uh, box, not realising that they, they were like fleshy grenades.
1: Instead of the drone experience. Um, interesting oh. t-shirt you've got on there. Thank today. you. Thank you very it much. Says, uh, it says in big letters, pasta is fantastic. And isn't it? And there's a picture of yourself there with your hair is like a big afro made from spaghetti.
2: So uh, that's nice. Thank you very much. Did you get that made yourself? Um, no, it is available at, um, at, at the hop farm. Now listen up I've got some wife's questions Andrew I haven't given you she hadn't done any for a while Um,
1: I have been wondering She says
2: it's been a long time since I asked Annie so um, she wants you to answer them with respect and diligence she says Alright During lockdown have you carried Mm. out any maintenance to your house such as Mm. hiring a skip to remove the cat litter mountain from your front lawn have you done that? No Okay. Have a cat, sorry. Hiring a, um, taking a hammer to your pillow to soften up all the hardened <laughs> seepage, night seepage. Have you done no, that I, a bit of maintenance?
1: No, no, I haven't done that. I just tend to throw it against the wall before I go to bed. Yeah, it kind of breaks up the uh, the hardness. Yes,
2: I suppose if you jumped up and down on it, um, you'd refresh the seepage because it would all drip off your knockers, wouldn't it? So. Probably yeah, thrown it against yeah. the wall. Have you put yeah. a proper seat on your toilet yet so you don't have to stand when you're having a dump?
1: I don't stand when I'm having a dump. I crouch. Oh,
2: <laughs> what, in front <laughs> of I've
1: it. Got, I've got Yeah, I've got strong thighs and strong calves. I've I've, I've learned to adapt.
2: <laughs> have you bought out daft during, during lockdown? You know, like a daft purchase out of boredom.
1: I have. I have because um, uh, on the other podcast, Top Flight Time Machine, we've done a couple of video events... Uh, live stream things, and I bought. I can see it here. I was going to use it, and I didn't end up using it in the end. I'll show you it. All right. It's a fucking label maker.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's one of those click, click, click ones from the past.
1: Yeah. So I'm
2: going to start labeling stuff. Uh, guess how much I paid for that? From the look of idiot it, idiot boy that I am. <laughs> oh, that looks like 1999 to me. That's exactly how was much it?
1: I
0: paid
2: for it. Yes. <laughs> So you can label the parts of your body, your so hands, your arms,
1: any anything that will stand still long enough to be labelled. I will label the fucker.
2: I bought um, the I bought a Hofner um, electric bass guitar because I've been watching loads of Beatles documentaries. All and right, it's, okay. it's such a pleasing thing that I wanted to have yeah. one in the house. It's only cheap; they come um, from like. I, um, I, do you
1: have the ability to play the bass guitar, or is yeah. it a dream?
2: It's uh, yeah? yeah, no, I'm okay. Ooh. I'm all right, you know. Do you want a name, Andrew? I've not put a lot of thought into it. I just wondered if you'd fancy Papa Halibut or Jack Plaster. <laughs> or you can just be Ronnie Hot Dogs, you know.
1: Oh, I'll be Papa Halibut. It's quite nice, That's isn't it? It's really attractive. No backstory, though, just, just the name.
2: That's just They're just nice names, yeah. They're both just it's very better, ordinary it's, lads.
1: It's better if there isn't a backstory sometimes because you can imagine your own, can't you? you? Imagine your you own, can just yeah. Just lean into the name and uh, take it from there. Have you ever met Prince Philip? No. No. Nope. Well, that's that avenue of conversation shut down then.
2: Well, have you met him or something? Is that why you wanted to introduce it?
1: Nope, me neither.
2: Okay <laughs> Hey, um, it was an unusual episode of Footballing Homes uh, on the radio this week. Andy, did you hear it? Uh, no, no, I did you, not. You know, the show where Martin from Warns Under the Hammer has a look around famous football in people's houses. <laughs> well, I taped it, so I'll, I'll give you a listen if you want. You up for that? Yeah. So I'll... As always, it's a uh, ma-ma-ma-ma-martin, martin ma-ma-ma-martin, ma-martin,
0: tin, 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 tin. Hello, playmates, and welcome to another episode of Football in Homes with me, Martin, from Homes Under the Hammer. It's a bit unusual, but I like it. Now, I'm approaching what can only be described as a new-build, Georgian-style executive home. It's got a lot. It really has got the lot. Brick-pillared gateposts, a Venetian gondola on the front lawn filled with agrigate, and a broad white door with a brass knocker in the shape of a nando's half-chicken. Now, that I do like, oh, like, oh, like, oh, spice night. (laughs) Let's give it a knock, shall we? Hello, Jordan Hugill, I presume, championship striker <laughs> with Norwich Football League Club and the most side parted man in Europe. Who the hell are you? I'm Martin
1: from Horns Under the Hammer. Uh, scruffy get, aren't you? What if the neighbours are watching? They'll think my dad must have skipped bail. Martin!
0: No, we agreed that I can come and take a look around your house For the radio, radio <laughs> There must have been the wife OK then, come on in Well, what a grand entrance hall Featuring a very large mahogany staircase With a big portrait of Gary Barlow on the landing What's that all about then, John? What is that actually all about?
1: <laughs> it's the wife she always wanted to marry a pop star and hoped it would be Barlow, but she ended up with a champion stick striker. Still, it's turned out all right in the end. Right, OK, now I can see that. Can you take your shoes off, ladies, mate? They're well filthy. Yes, of course. Oof. you've been walking around the vets, mate, because you smell like death. <laughs>
0: They told me you were a joker, John, and you haven't let me down. I'm just telling you the truth, mate. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha! I love banter more than I love damp-proof courses. And I love them a lot, Or oh, lot, Or oh, tandoori nights and a couple of pints. So, as I was saying, you have the downstairs arranged, downstairs arranged, open plan, with the kitchen to the west and the lounge to the east. But right, bang, slap in the middle is an aquarium.
1: What's that all about, John? What is it actually all about? I like fish. That's
0: a bit unusual.
1: No, it's not. One in ten households of a fish tank. Excuse me a minute mate, just want to ask me wife something. i love love to invite a bloke round from Hobbs Under the You did? What's he called? Day on Dublin? No, this fella's called Martin. He looks a bit like an owl in a court Yeah, we Will do. Sorry, mate, the wife says she wanted Dion Dublin. She has no interest in you whatsoever, so can you leave, please? But I'm much better than Dion. Come on, he's never read a legal
0: pack in his life. Come on, let me finish the tour. Come on, you know you want to, but you're just not saying it.
1: No, out you go. She says she's not willing to settle for second best again.
0: See you, mate. Oh, well, that was the home of championship striker Jordan Hugo. Never took my shoes off before, in someone else's house. A bit unusual, but I like it. See you next
2: week. <laughs> so it was that was this week's. It's quite good, wasn't it?
1: That was very good. I watched the one on the TV, not on the radio. I watched one of the TV a couple of days ago, where uh, Martin nearly got into a fight Ooh. with uh, the contributor, as he described him as. This fella had bought a house and had a really narrow hallway going through into the kitchen, yeah, with the living room off to the left. And Martin wanted him to knock the living room wall down so it would just be open plan from the front door yeah. into the living room. Fellow fella wasn't having it. He was a milkman, and he
2: wasn't having it. Yeah.
1: They almost <laughs> fucking ended up fisticuffs. Martin said, It's the first time I've ever been involved in an in argument with a contributor! <laughs>
2: <laughs> milkmen can be very strident in their opinions, Andy. I think milkmen can be very set in their ways because they're very regimented yeah, the, in their lifestyles. It, so It was interesting. Um, it just reminds me, Andy, um, with Jordan Hugel being in that episode, did you ever think about who was the most championship player that there's ever been? Uh, the best I could come up with was.
1: Now, I'm not sure whether he actually played in the Premier League at any point, but David Nugent, I think.
2: You went for Nugent?
1: Rakes of the Championship.
2: Did you suggest him? Was he one of the ones you suggested? We, I mean, the, the the two probably the two main ones that get mentioned are David Nugent and Richard Keogh. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, that's. Have you got any more thoughts on it, or are you just closing the door on it? Now? I think
2: we'll slam the door shut on it and say it's Richard <laughs> Keogh, if that's all right.
1: I quite enjoyed Jordan Huge uh, having the voice of that fellow who used to live with Banana Ram, who You don't like me doing this podcast. <laughs> He snuck that back in, didn't I? Yeah, yeah,
2: you did. I liked it. He's a good player, Jordan. He played for us for a while. Yeah, good player.
1: Yeah, he'll probably end up with us eventually, I reckon. Um, I've got a quiz for you. Go on then. But there's a twist. Quiz with a twist. Oh, shit. The quiz today, uh, I've arranged for Roy Hodgson to be the quiz master. Alrighty, oh. So uh, I hope you're alright with that. I'll just get him on the line now. Uh, How nice of him. Uh, Hello. Hello. Hello there, yeah. I'm doing a quiz today for you on your little radio show. Uh, because of Warhammer. What? What was that? Warhammer. I'll oh, say it slower. Warhammer.
3: Warhammer. 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 Warhammer.
1: That's close enough. Are you prepared to answer questions on Warhammer? Yes, sir.
3: Right. of Of I'm right.
1: Okay, I've made them multiple choice, so you've got at least a fighting chance of getting them right. Thank you. Question number one. Who acted as the origins of the Space Marines? Was it the War Warriors, the Fire Warriors, the Thunder Warriors, what? or the Storm Warriors?
3: What? Oh, for fuck's sake, don't make me say it again. <laughs> Who right. acted as the Space Look, <laughs> B. I'll go for B.
1: B. The Fire Warriors. That right. no, was C. The Thunder Warriors. I
2: should have known that,
3: shouldn't That's I?
1: That's all right. I saw all right. You're obviously nervous. Question yeah. number two. Here we go. Who are the Oak Gods? A. Malil and the Machine God. B. Gok and Mok. C. The Old Ones. Or D. Gazkul Sarko
2: and Narsdreg Ugg Group. But right, I'll go for D, so you have to say it again, right?
1: D. Gazkul Sakra and Narsdreg Ugg Herdgrub. Now... Bloody Wally. It's B, Gork and Moke, is it? Yeah. They're the gods. and Moke. You know Bloody your war,
3: Hammer, is... Don't you, right?
1: i try to give you an easy one there. You fucked it up. Right, question three. You're getting harder now. Who allegedly began the Gothic War? Was it A, the Nightbringer? B, the Deceiver? C, Eldrad Ulthuan? Or D, Abaddon, the Despoiler? Eldrad Ulthuan? A, B, C, or D? C,
3: Fluid. See? See. No, hey, not a bringer. He's that kind of dipwit. <laughs> All right. No more, do please. One more?
2: No, please no, One mate. more.
1: Please one no. One more question. You've got to get Sammy right eventually. <sighs> one more question. Who famously said, if the path to salvation leads through the halls of purgatory, then so be it. Was it <sighs> A, man the exiled one, B, Khan the betrayer, C, Sanginwis the Golden Angel or D the Swarm Lord the Swarm Lord the Swarm D Lord. why the fuck would the Swarmlord say that <laughs> I don't know right I don't know who these
2: people are
1: have you seen the math on the Swarmlord? What's he going to come out of something like that no it was our man the Exiled one hey Jesus this is embarrassing right you've got no points in my Warhammer quiz so that means that I am still the King of Warhammer right, King of Warhammer so uh, thank you very much and I will retreat to my uh, war ever area. Thank you, goodbye.
2: <laughs> oh God! I mean, I mean, my main complaint would be why it had to be four choices, Andy. Couldn't you have kept it to <laughs> two? Just one sec, Andy. I've just got to get rid of my cat. <laughs>
1: What's behind the door, yes or no, yes or no? What's behind the door, I don't know, I do not
3: know! He it's a door, know. It's
1: an imaginary door, it's a door in your mind if you like. Behind the door are three things, Bob. Uh, you got to tell me whether you'd go through and have a look at them or not. Or if you like, you can just choose one of the things. It's up to you. Okay. Right. First thing behind the door, it's an incredibly intricate series of pipes, hundreds of them, all interconnected, and they're they're clear, and there's a red liquid flowing through them. Do you want to go and have a look? Yes,
2: please. Yes, I'll go and have a look at that, thank you.
1: Oh, that's the end of it, then.
2: You've chosen one. Yeah, I do, definitely. Do you definitely others? Go on, then, yeah, but I'm just saying, I didn't mean to be rude. It's just, yes, I'd like to see that.
1: Second thing, it's a denim jacket, and it's just suspended in midair. There's no wires, just floating right
2: not interested and you can also I'm not
1: interested you can have a bike you can get a biker jacket but that's available with the prior book and you've got to arrange that in advance
2: no I'm not a poop out that no no thank you not even just because it's levitating no I can't I can get a similar effect in a wardrobe you know no thanks
1: <clears throat> all right I'll just write that down it does not seem to be a fan <laughs>
2: of levitation of items well right? suspended denim um, you know sla- go on then next one
1: right final one it's bilk uh, he's urinating gently into an inflatable paddling pool. He is, of course, shit-faced.
2: I'd like to see that. Yeah,
1: you'd like to see that. You've chosen two of the three. Yeah, that's a good a good result for me personally.
2: Okay, I'm have, good. I'm going to have quite a day, aren't I? Well,
1: ten minutes or whatever. <laughs>
2: You know, the nation is watching uh, *Line of Duty* in it for its um, uh, police detective uh, procedural. Uh, yeah, I, I count myself among that. Well, for me, it hasn't got a doesn't hold a finger up to Geordie Heat. You know. Yeah. Fair enough. So, with apologies for the like, probably the third time running, um, I've managed <laughs> to get hold of a, a bit of script from um, from Geordie Heat. I got it from Mm -hmm. Infinity Rocket Plastics. Um, Right. It's just for people who haven't heard it, it's the script from the new Netflix series starring Steve Bruce as the head of uh, Geordie Heat, which is Geordie uh, Serious Crime Squad. Mm. Um, Let's get it read.
1: All right. I'm ready.
2: Geordie Heat.
0: Hot Geordie Streets. Crime on the Tyne
3: How we're the squad. Geordie Heat.
2: Interior, Geordie Heat incident room. DC Denise Welsh answers the phone. You're through to Geordie Heat. DC Denise Welsh speaking. are oh, not bloody you. Excuse me, sir, <laughs> uh, what was that that you said? Nothing, I've never said a <laughs> word. OK, uh, how can I help you?
0: Yes, uh, you're right, this is Mr Sting from the massive house. My wife Trudy can't find her yoga mat and she's getting a right cob on.
2: Well, do you think you've looked everywhere? You know that
0: it could be. He's it on you? Yeah? Have you seen the size of this house? It's massive. No, I want you to send some coppers round to help us look for it.
3: Well,
2: it, we might be able to do that, but it wouldn't be till at least tomorrow. Tomorrow? That's no good. <coughs> Hold on, I've got an idea. Jody,
0: are we on Amazon Prime? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah we are. Right, well, I'll just buy a new yoga mat on Prime. Don't be quicker than these Jordy heat clowns. You know what? Next time I might phone up the smoggy squad in Millsborough.
2: Well, that's up to you, Mr Sting. Useless. Goodbye. (laughs) D.I. Bruce enters the incident room. Right, listen up everyone, we've managed to arrest the suspect in the cost-cutter supermarket dust cloud incident. I want you, DC Henderson and DC Shelby to take a turn, each at getting him to confess. Now he's a tricky character and there's no knowing whether he's got the ability to create more dust if he gets a strap on. Which of yous would like to try first? Oh, let me at him, boss I know these dusty
1: assholes Grey bloodless spectres With an antipathy toward the evening And a fear of the moon He will be like putty in my arms He'll sign a confession in his own blood Once I've finished with him Monster Mash
2: OK, DC Shelby You go first He's waiting for you in the Sports Direct interview room one Interior Sports Direct interview room one. DC Shelby enters the room carrying a small box.
1: I'm DC Shelby, and I know that you are the Dustmaster come to the tune to cause mayhem and low visibility. Why not just admit that it was you who clouded up the cost cutter on Chapel Row? No comment. Oh, it's like that, is it? You should know that I've been dealing with
2: your type for over a thousand years. Here, take this, your dustiness. Shelby opens the small box to reveal a silver crucifix. Whilst covering his own eyes, he thrusts it into the face of the suspect. The suspect simply smiles.
1: Shit! Does it not bother you? It gives me the effing creeps. (laughs) Honest, just one look and I go as quirky as a labrador on the Disarano!
2: D.I. Bruce enters the interview room. All right, D.C. Shelby, that's enough. I can see that your spooky stuff isn't going to work on this lad. How are we out whilst I let D.C. Henderson have a crack? They both leave and D.C. Henderson enters. All oh, 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 oh. oh,
0: right, yes, Dust no. Dusty, dusty, mash, to rusty. What see,
1: seems to be the general situation here, like, you know. vis the incident, like... No comment. Oh, I absolutely agree with that. And I've worn
0: dogs since what well, I must bottle well, since I was like six years old and concrete flooring is always gonna crack eventually, you know, especially if it's been urinated on like
2: No comment. DI Bruce enters the room. Can I have a word, please, DC Henderson? Interior corridor, outside interview room. Bruce, Shelby and Henderson are talking. Now, lads, it doesn't seem like it's going... It doesn't seem like it's... I've forgotten his voice. (laughs) Hi, Jordy. Now, lads, it doesn't seem like he's gone a crack on. So, I've got an idea. It's a bit left-field, mind. DC Carol Beardsley has asked if she can have a go at the suspect. A woman? I know it sounds daft, but I think we might give the sweetheart a chance.
0: Oh, we're fucked. Oh, man, man,
2: Cut to interior interview room. DC the enters and places six hard boilers on the table. She remains silent as she sprinkles salt and sugar on the eggs and then swallows them whole, one by one.
0: Oh, I absolutely love half a dozen boilers to wash me dinner doon. Is that why you wouldn't cost cutters to buy some thucking eggs? No comment,
2: Carol swallows hard before regurgitating a whole boiled egg and placing it (laughs) on the table in front of the suspect. Eat it. Eat the fucking boiler.
0: No chance. Are we speaking now, are we? Carol regurgitates another two whole boilers. Eat them. Eat the lovely
1: trio of boiled fork and goodness. I want a solicitor. You're worse than the first prick with the boiled head and the cape.
2: At this, Carol leaps across the desk and places the suspect in a headlock.
1: Listen, sunshine,
0: you either confess that you are the cost-cutter, dust cloud fucking nut, or I will re-for-engagitate the full half-dozen and ram them down your neck with the heel of my size nine fucking knee-length dancing boots.
2: Five minutes later... Interior corridor. Carol exits the interview room holding a signed statement in her hand. There you go, lads. It transpires that he emptied a full hoover bag all over the freezer section as a protest against the shop's refusal to stock Findus funky fajitas of which he is very,
0: very fucking fond.
3: (laughs) Well done, DC
2: Beardsley. I must admit, me and the wife really enjoy a funky Findus of an evening when we're watching <laughs> salvage hunters. I think a caution is all that's needed here.
0: Would anyone like a boiled egg?
2: DC, Henderson, Shelby, and Bruce all gratefully accept a boiler from Carol.
0: Mmm, lovely and sweet, monster! Aye, and slightly sweet too. Lovely, really lovely. <laughs> Geordie heat, hot Geordie nights, crime on the Tyne
2: how are the squad. So there you go. There you, we are, very nice. Do you think it's got the tension of Line of Duty?
1: Well, it's about as realistic as Line of Duty, I think. Because <laughs> <laughs> me and my son have uh, rattled through the whole thing in about a month.
2: Ah, you did the whole lot.
1: We've just gone right through it, and we're up to speed now. Uh, It's very enjoyable. It reminds us a bit of um, Twenty Four. Yeah. Remember that? Okay for Sutherland. Yeah. In as much as it's very entertaining, but also not particularly realistic. But yeah, it's great. I enjoy it.
2: Yeah, I watched all the 24s earlier in lockdown. Right, that's a lot. That was a lot did of you? viewing. Yeah, I did.
1: What well, might get onto them next, my piece, because you they're know on what? Uh, I enjoyed
2: them. Disney Plus, I think. Yeah, I thought they might not, but they, they, you know, fast. They're really fast paced. I like that. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs>
0: Welcome to we doing little wood with the dump pod. Another episode
1: where I meet up with some of our favourite celebrity friends, and we just chew the fat. We just have a bit of a chit chat. It's very nice and relaxed. This week, my
0: guest is retired UK entertainer Mr Bobo Boba. welcome
1: along to the dumb pod, Bobo uh, How are you doing? You all right? Have a uh, nice time in life?
2: Yeah, everything's going all right. Watch a lot of telly. That's good. Eating too much yeah, food.
1: That's good. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the kind of thing we like to talk about on this podcast. Listen, Bob, if an alien knocked on your door and demanded your car keys, would you hand them over?
2: An alien?
1: An alien, yeah.
2: Um. Yeah, I think I'd be pretty scared, yeah. Seems like the best You'd thing to do. you just hand the
1: keys over like that, would you? Yeah. You wouldn't, Yeah. I mean, you maybe you wouldn't stab it with the keys.
2: Would no. Would you not try and do that? No chance. No? No, if you slice it, it might just grow back twice as big, you know, something like that.
1: That seems quite cowardly. I mean, what what part are you playing in the imminent alien invasion if you're not prepared to stab an alien
2: with ricocky? Well are you dumb? Are you just gonna roll over and let them take over, are you? He just looks that way, yeah, I'm not fighting an alien.
1: Jesus Christ. Are you a fan of Judge Rinder?
2: Um I don't know his show. You know he seems nice chirpy character. You like him?
1: Yeah. He's not a real judge, you know, you know that. Isn't he? No. I'm not saying he's a fraud, but he ain't a real judge. That's all I'm saying. Okay. I mean, I asked him to come on a dumb pod, but he said no. Uh, I'm not choosing to take it personally, because he's probably a busy man, even though he's not a real judge. I
2: think I'm, you are. I'm on the fence. I think you are. I'm technic- on the fence. You're technically...
1: No I, no, I ain't got an opinion about him. I'm on the fence. Anyway,
0: uh, i got to take a little break here, do a little advert now at this point. This podcast is
1: brought to you in association with pork loins, not just for a Sunday. There we go. Right, before we go, very quickly, I believe, Bob Moore, that you've got a book coming out soon, is that right?
2: Yeah, coming out later in the yeah. year, yeah.
1: I think I speak for a lot of the listeners in this podcast when I say, uh, who the bleeding hell do you think you are?
2: <laughs> well, you know... Put a book out. I'm knocking on a bit, uh, you know, the maps would be someone interested in it.
1: This is interesting. Do you know how many hours you were on the BBC for last year?
2: Don't know, no idea.
1: Eight. Eight hours. Do you know how many hours I was on the BBC for last year?
2: Don't know, tell me.
1: 396. How come I haven't got a book out? <laughs> you have. Well, you can write one if you want, Dom. Well, no one's asked me to. Well, that's how it works, innit? <laughs> I'm just going to fucking write a book on spec and then see if they put it out.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. Anyway, this has ended badly, but I'll, I'll thank you
2: for coming on the Dom
1: I suppose. Uh, well, thanks for having us, Dom. You seem
2: in a bit of a shock yeah. to be honest.
1: Uh, I'm alright, I'm alright It's just a full moon or something, I don't know Anyway, thank you very much and hopefully you'll come on again Maybe you'll behave yourself a bit more next time <laughs> Thank you goodbye Thank you Tom, see ya There we go, that's the Dom pod
3: Alright Bob Oh uh, well Ever uh, since the wife uh, has gone back to do uh, police work It's kind of lonely here in the house, really. I try to schedule every day so that I keep busy, you know. I go up about six and sleep downstairs to prepare the wife's bait box for work and get her breakfast eggs ready, you know. I leave it all on the kitchen table for her because she doesn't like to see me in the morning, you know. Says she needs uh, peace and quiet, you know, before she goes to work and that. At about 7 30, I hear her leaving through the front door, so I go to the front bedroom window and I uh, give her a little wave, you know, a nice little wavy, wavy goodbye wave. She never turns around to look up, but I feel better, you know, knowing I've said goodbye properly. Sometimes, if it's cold, the window steams up, you know, so I draw a little heart in the condensation, say, see you, love, have a nice day. That's what I say. Then I go downstairs and tidy up the lounge from where she's been watching TV night before, you know. Um, I have a nice cup of tea, a fig roll, and... Then I turn the heating off, you know, put on my puffer puffer jacket and go back to bed till it's time to get the wife's evening eggs off. When she gets back home she's not really in the mood for chit-chat and that so while she has a shower I turn the telly on the police interceptors and lay her eggs out nice on the coffee table. When she comes downstairs, I, I give her a peck on the cheek and then I'm back up to the spare bedroom. I stare out the window, you know, until it gets dark like. Then I have a nice chicken wrap with lovely, yummy chicken and a bottle of amber eel. Before you know it, it's time to get up again and face a new day. So I've got my old joke book here, so I'll leave you, I'll leave you out with a couple of your jokes, but before I go, right? Uh, one thing uh, I never do is tell dad jokes. He, he never fucking laughs at them. Uh, the woman across the road uh, keeps flashing me, you know, from an upstairs window like... I uh, no idea how she got the car up there. <laughs> uh, My mate Gary once told me you should always quit while you're ahead. A really, really good bloke, Gary, but terrible at the 100-metre sprint. Fucking <laughs> hell. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's all me, Bob, and... Um, I'll say goodbye. See you, Bob. One Peter <laughs> Beauty. There's only one Peter Beardley. See you, Bob.
2: <sighs> Well, because, oh, I'm sorry about that. I, I mean, he's bothered to do it, but it's a bit grim, wasn't yeah. it? Well, uh, yeah.
1: It was short. We'll I give
2: mean, it that. yeah, give it that. I Just to life with Carol back at work with Geordie Heat, I suppose.
1: Yeah. Um, have we got anything else we want to talk about? Um, Before we wrap this one up,
2: I was—I had a little—I don't know whether people are ever interested, Andrew, but I had—I—I was—I made a little note of what I've enjoyed on the telly. Um, oh yeah, go on then. I mean, I think the whole—as the whole nation enjoyed the detectives fighting organised crime. Did you watch it? Yes. With Paris Bostock.
1: It was abruptly brought to an end after two episodes, and apparently the
2: rest of the series is on
1: later in the year. So I was very disappointed by that.
2: Very good, though, wasn't it? it, it, oh, uh, it, it, oh, it felt, very good, yeah. It felt to me like what 24 Hours in Police Custody used to be like. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah.
1: There's a 24 Hours in Police Custody knock-off on Channel 5 as well, but I've forgotten what it's called. But I've got it saved on my box to have a look at.
2: Oh, I'll find that. I think it's
1: something to do with a it's stolen puppet show in Norfolk or something. <laughs> but
2: um. <laughs> Did you watch the Terror, the nautical one? No. That's okay, Andy. <laughs> it's all right. Um, right
1: now, I'll not bother with that. Snooker's starting on Saturday, so I'll be into the snooker for two weeks.
2: You're watching the Premier League darts.
1: I have been. Yeah, well, again, that's on a break It's like the detectives. You can You don't know if you're coming or going or off this stuff these days. I know
2: what I you mean. Stability. Who do you want to, when Adrian's not in it? Adrian Lewis. Oh fuck, 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 fuck. Mm-hmm. When he that's that's yeah. what he said when he found out he wasn't in it. The um, yeah. I never know to support. I mean, who do you go um, for? Uh,
1: I've always been a supporter of Gary Anderson, but yeah. he's, uh, he's going to shit quite a bit these days. He's yeah. past his prime, I think, but uh, that's quite sad to see. Um, Gary Anderson, I like Glenn Durrant.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, but also gone to shit gone to lately. Shit,
2: yeah.
1: uh, Johnny Clayton, I'm a big fan of Johnny Clayton, the Welsh fella.
2: Oh, you're Welsh lad, yeah. Um, I'd probably annoy you, but I quite like the dancing fella. No, no, no. I know no, no, you've no. got no... Dimitri
1: Vanderbilt. Yeah, I quite the, like him. The dancing twat. No, no, oh come off that. it Andy don't,
2: don't you like the way he's filled out a bit over these last few years
1: he has hasn't he quite nice yeah. isn't it he's grown into the role of darts player yeah <laughs> I like that
2: um, thanks for having us thanks for listening and all that
1: yeah thanks for listening everyone
2: see you next time yeah
1: what he said ta